Rock God. Dude. So, welcome to the third episode of the Progressive Palaver special concert series um, on Yes featuring ARW. So, we have now seen Yes featuring ARW three times on three consecutive nights. In three different cities. Three different cities. In two states. In two states. And there was, I, I have to be honest, there was, there was a little bit of concern on my part if there would be anything to talk about tonight. <coughs> yeah. We've, we've already spent literally an hour and a half talking about, you know, what essentially amounts to the exact same set, you yeah. know, two nights in a row. And I'm happy to say that that is no longer a fear. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think you expressed it on our way back down to the lobby that uh, this was, I think, far and away the best of the three shows that we saw. Without a doubt. And, um, yeah, I, you know... it. I was so juiced on this show, and I, you know, there, there's so much, there's so much here, I don't even know where to begin. <coughs> well, let's, let's first just begin with the venue itself. Let's talk about the venue. So we were at the Kimmel Center for Performing Arts in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Right downtown. And it's been there for quite a many years and I was telling you that you know people are always like oh have you been to the Kimmel Center yet oh have you been to the Kimmel Center yet and I've always been like no and I just didn't know I didn't know what a spectacular venue it was to behold and so it the building is just phenomenal from the moment you walk in to to the moment you go to your seats and in fact I would my ignorance was at such a great level that I was convinced that we had terrible seats for the show tonight. You were convinced we had terrible <laughs> seats. Now, you know, when, when we walked in, as has been the habit for this weekend, we clearly were running a little bit behind schedule. Close to showtime, yeah. And so we wanted to get in. And so I didn't really have the opportunity to, to take in the whole building. Um, and, and even when we were going back out to the car, there, as we were driving back out, I don't know if you happened to see it, there was sort of a, we had a view of sort of that glass facade portion mm. that was spectacular. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, yeah, so we ran in and we're trying to find where, we're, where our seats are and we run right past the merchandise counter and we get directed to our seats. And yeah, not only were they not bad, I think they were exceptional. Yeah. So we were, and for those of you who have been to the, the Kimmel Center, or those of you who haven't, it's it's basically set up like I would call a classic opera house, mm -hmm. where you have sort of seating on the orchestra level or on the whole floor, and then a, a really a series of, of boxes around the sides. Um, and I don't, I guess there is like deeper seating at the ends. Yeah, but, so there's almost like your typical sort of mezzanine... Yeah. You know, along the first tier. So it's like three tiers. Right. And in the center, the tiers have regular, you know, like so many rows of seats. But along the sides, they're 
they're literally like balconies. Right. They're, they're, they're balconies, and not only so, not only were we in one of these balconies, off on the well, how do you call that stage house, left, stage yeah. left, house right, whatever. Um, so we were on we were on Rick's side. Yeah. Which the other two shows we had been on Trevor's side on yep. the whole time. So we had we had a different perspective, and not only so we had you know great seats in a beautiful venue on a different side and we were the first two seats in the box so yes. we are like right on the edge of our little balcony virtually no obstruction at all yeah and i think perhaps the most important part about all of it given the experience that we've had the last couple nights is that we were up above the stage yeah which meant we got the true board mix we weren't overwhelmed by any yep. of the components that were actually on the stage. Yeah. And it was dramatically different. Best sounding show, for sure. I mean, it was... Wow. Yeah, I mean, most notably, you could actually, you know, hear Trevor's guitar, like all of his yeah. all of his stuff that he did. Exactly. And and that was, that was a treat. Um, and I really like the perspective of where we were with Rick Wakeman because you could you could see some of the madness going on with his fingers and and his playing um which was which was just awesome and uh so I would you know before I say my next point I will just say to those who um are anywhere near Philadelphia if you haven't experienced the Kimmel Center it you need to it's, it's just a terrific venue and don't be afraid of getting in you know seats on the side of tier 1 or tier 2 because they're, they're spectacular seats. Um, almost immediately at the beginning of the show, uh, it came apparent, it seemed to be apparent that it was going to be a special night, mostly because Rick Wakeman was donning a new cape. He did have a new cape. <laughs> so so the, the previous two nights he had what, what appeared to be the same cape, which yep. was a, a, a deep, like, royal blue with, like, lighter blue trim, I guess, and... And lots of sparklies in the back. And he came out tonight in this purple thing with like all these kinds of colors at the bottom. Oh, and tremendous. And he had on a, you know, his, his typical blue t shirt was replaced with a maroon one, which yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. kind of clashed a little bit with the purple. Well, I think he's been clashing pretty much all, <laughs> all week. The but, jeans and the sneakers, you know, kind of bring it all together. So. I mean, he's like, he's like a. He's like a grandpa, right? He really is. But, he, that's exactly but, what, what he looks like. He looks like a grandpa with a cape. Right, but instead of putting on a bathrobe, he puts on a cape, you know? <laughs> it's spectacular. Um, and, you know, I know we keep harping on the cape, but it's just because it's so... It's almost surreal, and he's so comfortable in it. He's just walking around like, this is what people do. Yeah. And he's the only... I mean, I guess... Him and Liberace, the only two... Yeah, I mean, and I suppose that it was... I want to say, I want to say Greg Jafria wore a cape, you know, and he, he was like in the early 80s, but he was oh, still really? doing the cape. I could be wrong about that, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, I mean, even, I mean, the 70s, you know, progressive yeah. rock, art rock, you there know, was... the cape, the, the, the virtuoso keyboard player wearing a cape, really, you know, no one batted an eyelash at that kind of stuff. And, and yet, he's still doing it. Yeah, like and it's, it's working. No big deal. It's working for him. So the new cape was definitely sort of you know the the signal that 
we're, we may be in for something special tonight. And so, you know, I think, you know, when we got there, you know, we got into our seats literally just in time. I mean, I had time to snap off a couple of pictures before the house lights came down because, I mean, the interior of that hall oh. is it's beautiful. beautiful. The giant pipe organ. The pipe yeah. organ up above. And we'll get back to the pipe organ because, you know, we're going to have to yeah. sort of geeky fantasize about that for yeah. a little bit. Um, and, and so we just get there. We get situated. The house lights come down. And, you know, they come out, do the, the cinema opening into perpetual change. And, and again, it was, it was a revelation being able to hear, yeah. you know, all the different parts um and and it was just and not only that um you know like i said as soon as i got in there i was excited by the venue and everything else and i want to say i don't know if it was just me being excited for the third night or if it was the philly crowd because i mean last night in trenton it wasn't even close to a sellout yeah. And, and and I think there was, you know, certain lack of energy. I think we talked about this yep. amongst ourselves today. That crowd, the the place was pretty full. Yeah. The crowd was definitely into it. There were, and the energy level was, was different on both sides. Yeah, there was electricity in the audience for sure. People were were um Yeah, the the Philly crowd was was the best crowd of the of the three nights. And and that makes sense. Yep. You know, and and it it seemed obvious to me that the band picked up on that and they were you know they were giving it back to yeah. us i mean they were they seemed to really be on it so go into uh cinema and uh and perpetual change which you know i was you know here we are we've we've heard this is the third time in 3 days we've heard these yeah yeah and i was i was more into it than i've i've been this entire time so far yeah and I think that we talked about John Anderson really putting it out there last night, even though you know yeah. the crowd was, you know he he was I thought he was magnificent tonight. He and he just was delivering the he was just delivering in 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 just a, a grandiose fashion tonight. And I thought you know perpetual change. He just started it off with that. He really the way did. He did it. It was it was tremendous. And so you know. Then there were there were signs early on that there were some some technical issues some, some happening, happening on the yeah. stage, and I don't honestly remember. I want to say it was either after Perpetual Change or after Hold On. I don't know if you were paying attention yeah. to, to Lee. Lee had to switch out his bass, yeah. and I guess his his maybe his monitor wasn't working, or yeah. he pulled it off when he took his bass off. He was having some trouble with his his ear monitors. Yeah, and and yeah, whatever was going. I mean, he pulled out a bass we haven't seen right. the whole the whole show. Yeah, so he yeah. you know he had to swap out his instrument. He was playing with his ear monitors, trying to get everything back in place before the song started. After that song was done, he was messing with his monitors again. Um, and then, did Trevor have a problem? I want to say... He, there, there was a problem. So I think the first... The, the other problem was Anu and I. The, 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 Moog. the Moog went... Yeah, it was, it was all out of whack. 
And, um, you know, and it's funny, you know, because, you know, there's, you know, Rick Wakeman's, I never really thought about it until later in the night. Like, you know, Rick Wakeman's tech has the job of, like, corralling all, like, basically an instrument from every decade since the 60s. I mean, from the mood all the way up to the keytar, like he has to he has to manage all of that, and uh, and then and and then during and you and I, like he comes out to fix the moog, and while he's doing it, Rick is playing his regular part, and and almost like while he's playing the part, like he's like switching hands and like putting his hand and he's dialing something on the moog and it just it was just hysterical to watch that all happening oh and 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 it was funny watching that because you know even before that you you knew something was wrong i don't know if you were paying attention to him because rick started fiddling with the moog almost immediately into end you and i okay yeah even before he was ready to play it so I i don't know what was you know he knew something was up yeah i guess and so he's fiddling with it and he, I guess he figures out it's not going to work, and he tries the back one, and I guess there was something there, or maybe it was set differently. And um, so, yeah, he brings the tech out. I actually have some video of of that. Nice. With, you know, Rick sitting there playing, and the tech standing right next to him trying to, you know, do whatever it was. And so, you know, and, and it's funny. So earlier today, Paul and I were talking, and and you asked me a question. Oh, yes, I did. I asked you the question. I asked um, if you could take out any one song and then put in, you replace it with any, what, what would you like to hear? And my response to that was very qualified. I said, given what we've seen and the personnel that we have, despite the fact that I love it so much, I would be willing to remove and you and I, because I... There were the other two shows that just hadn't connected with me. Yeah. Even though that is one of my all-time favorite Yes songs, mm. love it to death. And I think it was because of that and the fact that I didn't quite connect that I I was willing to take it out and I was I was willing to replace it with either Hearts or Shoot High, Aim Low. Mm. Well, so now we're describing the situation where there are technical difficulties in and you and I. Yeah. And it was still spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, yes. Did were there some parts in the beginning where Rick wasn't playing the Moog where he should have been? Yes. Did it feel a little strange? Yes. But honestly, the fact that the Moog came back from the dead in the middle of that song. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and honestly, it, it, in a strange way, it did give the rest of the band a little room to play with on that. Mm. Yeah. And so you heard things maybe you don't normally hear. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, I was, I felt that connection to End You and I tonight, yeah. which was refreshing. Yeah. certain way i'm kind of glad i didn't get my wish and i think that was that was pretty much the end of the technical glitches yeah yeah there was you were right there was some trouble with um 
Trevor's guitar at some point in time, and that seemed to work itself out pretty quickly. I want to say that was in the very beginning of Hold On. Uh, could have been. I, I think it yeah, was. Could have been. Yeah, um, I think there was one other technical issue. Throughout the entire night, I could not hear John Anderson's acoustic guitar in the mix. So I don't <laughs> are we, know. Are we going to go back to that again? <laughs> I did notice tonight that it, 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 I didn't notice the other two nights, but tonight I actually noticed it was plugged in. There was actually a cable coming from, from that, so... It must be going somewhere. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's just been some fun. Yeah, so I, I'm with you for, for... I thought that, and you and I, despite the distractions of the, of the problems, that was, that was pretty, pretty nice tonight. For, for me, I don't, I, mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but the Heart of the Sunrise and Awaken were just the t two biggest highlights. I think for Heart of the Sunrise, I think the first two nights, I was just so interested in the opening segment of it and Lee coming out and doing his bass solo and, and doing all of that. Um, so much trying to you know hear I think being up there and getting the whole mix and just like kind of just chilling out and just watching the whole thing and listening it was they just did a fantastic job with it and it's so tight and it's just such you know I, I'm it's one of those things where I've been listening to that song for 30 years so I sometimes I forget just what a genius arrangement that that song is and um, you know they they didn't change that song up at all. I mean they played exactly the way yeah. the arrangement is, and it's just it's just such a terrific composition, and uh, and it, they they just pulled it off in in a great great way tonight. And and the ending with the final the uh, you know the final sharp distance. I mean it just was it just magical really in some in some level. It it really was, and you know. Again, in, in episodes of the regular Palaver, which have not been released yet, we discussed this, and and you know the the live a live performance of of Heart of the Sunrise was sort of my gateway into the magical world of yeah. of Yes prior to nine oh one two five, and it, again I was I was maybe over amped tonight, but I really did get that sort of goosebumpy feeling again tonight yeah, yeah. Um, you, you, you could just you could feel you know John and, and, and the band literally just filling the hall mm. with, with that that yeah. end section as you described yeah and um, you know it was it was funny one thing about this show and we commented on it right away when we went in with the configuration of that particular hall um, the stage seemed a lot deeper than usual. There's a lot of room to oh, maneuver yeah. around, and there wasn't any room for their sort of backdrop. Yeah, 
And so one of the things that happened was, you know, the the sort of light show was, was a little bit different. What I noticed throughout the show was since they couldn't really project all of their lights and stuff onto the background, they actually projected it through the orchestra level yeah. onto the people. Yeah. And so the people sort of became... That was really cool. ...became, yeah. you know, part of the show. And, and we were in such an excellent position to sort of take all that yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. And... So at the end of Heart of the, of the Sunrise, you know, they had basically just the stark white lights coming off of of the stage area. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, it was just, it was, I don't know, it was, it was just powerful. It just, everything about that, you know, kind of, kind of worked out. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was really awesome. And you're right, the, the, the thing that they did with the lights and, and projecting it onto the crowd was just, it was really, like, smart. Like, I... And there's nothing like they their light show is very simple, but it is perfect. Like it just really complements everything that they do nicely, um, except for the the time when the uh, they did I am waiting, and the bozo sitting next to me decided to oh, videotape the entire song, and he left his flashlight is like the flash on. You know, some people on their phones when they hit the video, mm-hmm. the flashlight goes on as as if to show some it light. Was, it was blinding. So he had that on the whole time. And like just a message to concert goers, if you are going to videotape off your phone, turn the damn flash off. It's not doing you any good because you're too far away. Just turn the flash off. It's really annoying. It's awful. So shall we, shall we talk about video and this performance? Because... because now I have been trying to capture pictures and video yeah throughout this this little adventure that we've been on and um, because I wanted to have something that we could sort of you know put up on YouTube splice in you know a couple seconds into the into the podcast and just to sort of you know flavor it up a little bit now the way we were sitting the one drawback we had was the light getting into where we were sitting made taking pictures much more difficult mm. tonight than it has been previously. And so that wasn't really working for me. And so I ended up, I recorded the video of the entire south side of the sky. That's awesome. All seven minutes of it. And I don't remember if it was, um, let me pull up my list here. I don't remember if it was, it may have been and you and I, in fact it probably was and you and I, I was taping some, you know, videoing, and there was an usher in the next box over who apparently took exception to me taking video. She laid down the law. She did lay down the law. And and so I I was, you know, I went and took other video after that because fight the power. Right. But I, I, when we got home, I, I looked at our tickets. Okay. Because if there's some sort of prohibition, right, it, it should, should show up on the ticket. It should be printed. And um, it says very clearly on the ticket, the photography or sound recording of any performance or the possession possession of any device for photographing or sound recording inside this concert hall without the written permission of management is prohibited. Fascinating. So there well, you go. I'm I'm a bit of a rebel. As are the other five thousand people that are there. 
<laughs> exactly. I didn't feel so bad. Um, so yeah, I did. I did get some more video after that because there were some things yeah. that uh, you know I thought it was important to uh, to capture. One of the things that I got um, was the the lead in and the solo section in Rhythm of Love because mm. I thought that was something that we hadn't really talked about. Yes. Um, in fact, I don't know if we've even talked about Rhythm of Love in the, in the previous two we have. episodes. And so I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I listened to it um, while I was waiting yeah. for you to come down. And there are good parts, there are bad parts to it, mm-hmm. but uh, but we have it. And it's it's interesting because on the video, you can clearly hear the different voices. Yeah, yeah. Um which sometimes it's hard to differentiate them in the hall with all that sound bouncing right, around. Right, 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 right. And so, you know, I think when we edit this in, you know, we'll take a listen to that and see see what we feel about it. Yeah. So, there's one... So I might be getting the lyrics wrong here, but there's one line, so before the solo, which has always been one of my favorite parts of of that song. I do remember you being fixated on that solo. You wanted to see them perform live because you wanted to see how Trevor played that solo um, back when we were very, young. Very possibly the case, but like I was also like really back in those days like just like hoodwinked uh, not hoodwinked I just I had a crush on Trevor I guess is really what it amounted to well and so right before the solo he comes in and sings that part and I think the words are inhibition keeps you from your point of view or something like that leading to confusion is how it ends and up. then yeah and then square comes in um, says sing something else but I've noticed Friday night and Saturday night Trevor was singing singing different lyrics and yes. I could never make them out to what they were. And so I, you know, I thought, like, you know, he's changing the lyrics up to, like, sort of reflect on, like, you know, his perspective of life now all these years later. And so I was listening very intently to try to figure out, because I could hear better, like, what he was actually saying. And he sang the original line. <laughs> well, so let's talk about Trevor. You had made the observation that last night Trevor was perhaps not fully engaged. He just had a couple of um, he just had a couple of songs last night where I thought he he wasn't you know he wasn't as as good as he was Friday night and that he was he crushed it tonight he right. absolutely crushed it and I think I, I think I called out Awaken last night. And I thought he slayed Awaken tonight. He was just... And maybe I could just hear it better. I don't know. And, and, and I don't know if that's the case either. But, you know, we've already talked about um, Heart of the Sunrise. But Awaken was... And, and I, I want to hold off because I do want to spend, you know, the obligatory two or three minutes talking about I Am Waiting. <laughs> because, you know, clearly we there's, you know, for all of the, uh, all of the grief we, we gave that, yeah. that song choice... We've been talking about it nonstop ever since Friday night. 
um, not only on the podcast, but yeah. just amongst ourselves. And, and then the truth is, is I cannot get the song out of my head. Like, like Saturday morning, this morning, I woke up, I had that song on my head. I was just whistling it to myself as I was coming down the steps. It, you know, it is, um, you know, it's found its place in in our hearts. I guess I, it it really really has. And one of the things that struck me tonight um, as I was listening to it, because again, you know, it's. I find it funny that we were so shocked that they put this song into the set and and like I said we can't stop talking about it but one of the things that you know as they were playing it tonight and and again you can hear everything and it's it's wonderful I think the vocal melody is is mm. it's beautiful and you know, we had made, I had made the joke about, you know, who decided to put this in. Yeah. John may very well have said, I want to sing that song. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's, it's, it's a good thing to sing, I would think. Yeah. And he, like, you're right. I, I as we've mentioned before, I do believe, um, I do believe he wrote that. They wrote that together. So yeah. it was probably all of his lyrics. And, um, he the way he sings it like am I waking to this magic I mean he repeats that line at the end mm-hmm. and it is it is like it's it's a it's a perfect John Anderson melody and lyric and yeah it's been it's been fun to hear that song and you know it's it's I, I can't imagine anytime soon, you know, me busting out talk to listen to it. But you know, it, I don't need to because it's stuck in my head, and it's, I, it's probably in a better place because I think the live sound is. I actually prefer to, you know, the sound on on the recording. I think that the sound on the recording is fine. It was perfect for you know the time that it was released. But you know, it's a it's a little bit cannony, like you know, it's like a cannon, the, yeah. the, the kick drum and the bass, and I think the the way it was uh, performed, represented, I, I like better. Yeah, I I I can't uh, I can't disagree with you at all. But again, it's just you know we we question their decision to put it in, and yet we can't stop talking about yeah. it. So yeah. apparently they're smarter than we are. Yeah, because and you have honestly been singing or whistling that pretty yeah. much nonstop. It's true. <laughs> and apparently it, it touches more than than just us because the bozo next to me, that was the song he videotaped the whole time. Oh, that so, was the one. As soon as it started, he was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And next thing you know, the flashlight goes on and there it was for the rest of the song. There it was. I noticed the usher didn't come and give him shit. No. She's... And I was being subtle about it. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't, couldn't have been more obnoxious with it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, so from I am waiting, they did Heart of the Sunrise, which we've already yeah. talked about. Just yeah. absolutely spectacular, um, and then you know, Awaken, and well, one of the things that made Awaken so incredible was that you know apparently after Heart of the Sunrise, Trevor had to excuse himself for a few minutes, which <laughs> which opened up the door for and there's there's two things that 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 are, are funny about this. First of all. I think part of the, the, the if there's such a thing as disappointment in the Saturday night show was the feeling that okay they're just going they're just doing the same show the same lines everything and there was definitely the feel that this was a little looser that they were doing all of their cues the way they were supposed to but they weren't sticking to the script 
it was a different presentation of the show for us. It was it was really great. And in in that line, in that vein, Trevor excuses himself for whatever he had to do. And John Anderson decides, I think we should all hear a joke from Rick Wakeman. <laughs> well, not only that, did he... So he, he said, John Anderson suggested that we all hear a joke from Rick Wakeman. And as I remember it playing out, I don't have all of that on video, but we do have a recording of the joke itself, which we'll have to obviously... Well, that'll have to go up on YouTube. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll have... That might be our biggest <laughs> our biggest video. That may yeah, we'll have to put that on Twitter too. But but before that, so John says, I think we need to hear you know, I'm, I'll paraphrase, I think we need to hear a joke from, from Rick Wakeman and Rick's like, John, what are you talking about? And John replies something along the lines of, Oh, well Trevor had to go do number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, which you know, and, and so last night when we were, we were recording the podcast in the parking lot, yeah, waiting, yeah. Yeah. and we were, I was flipping through the, um, through the, the right. program, and yeah. there's, there's a lot of potty humor in that. Yes. So, and and at the time, we blamed it all on Rick. Yeah. Well, there you apparently, have it. John's in on the joke. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, potty humor never goes out of style. Really. It. It. I guess. I guess even when you're. Well, maybe when you're 72, it you know it becomes back in yeah. an important aspect yeah. of, of yeah. everything. I don't know. I got to do a clean joke because there's children in it. There. Um, I've got to be careful. There's uh, f- some friends of um, Trevor's in tonight, and uh, some some lady friends. It, as well as your life, aren't there? There's some lady friends in tonight. You have, yeah. Well, there's lots of them, but some of them, I know, were having financial difficulties and uh, said to their husbands that they were going to have to go out and work nights on the streets. And one of Trevor's closest friends, a lovely young lady, she, she came back and her husband said, it's really embarrassing you have to do, go out and work as a lady of the night. She said, but uh, how much did you get? She said, $305. He said, that's not bad. He said, who gave me the five dollars? She said, they all did. <laughs> well, you know, so Rick Wakeman slays the audience with a pretty funny joke, which, which you can go to our YouTube channel to hear. And, um, and we're cracking up, and, and you lean over to me and say, and now awaken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, as... Oh... Awaken is almost like this this sacred piece, right? I mean, it's you know, and and again, once we once we release that episode, you know, we yeah we wax rhapsodic about that song, and every time I've seen it perform live, it's it you know it takes me places, and yeah. it's it so it, it like I said, it's really almost the sacred piece of music, and then you know we have we have this hilarious yet. Filthy Rick Wakeman joke immediately preceding it, and so here's 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 what's magical about tonight's show. And I want to say it was probably on hold on, you know, because again, second second song in, yeah. and you turned to me and you said, "There's a lot of wanking in that," and I said back, "Yeah, and I don't even care." <laughs> so you know. In in every sort of logical aspect, this this sort of discontinuity 
in in the the show and everything else and having you know this sort of you know profane laughter break immediately preceding awaken should have been anathema yeah yeah but it was it was just part of the magic of the night yeah. because like you said they you know they they kind of broke character a little bit yeah. or or you know and yeah exactly and it was you know it was it was different it's like we were all in on the joke yeah and it was it was just cool yeah i mean oh yeah that was yeah it 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 really it really made it really made the night you know different and special and it's funny cuz you you know every time whenever you see a show and i i haven't really done this either i've never really gone to a, a band three nights in a row in three different cities and you know anytime you go to a a, a show you think it's a special night right yeah. it feels it usually feels pretty special um but this one was definitely you know a, a night that in 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 the, the last three nights was uh, had a, a special quality to it i We've talked a little bit about the the additions that they've made to Awaken, and and making it, you know, at, at times a bit darker and and a bit more like, um, you know, the drums in the beginning and the middle are almost, you know, like a like um, like a war drum, yeah, like a like a, a war beat, and um, we've talked a lot, you know, what we'll, what we've talked a lot about Awaken and and it's, you know, and I've mentioned before it's. It's a it's a very deep song about transformation and rediscovery and creativity and and you know coming in in a sense like rediscovering oneself and and to really love this song and to and to to get into this song and find that that storyline of rediscovery to there's probably no better time to do that than when you're a middle aged person right because mm-hmm. you know you are where you are in life you're starting to come through the other side and realize like we were talking about earlier like how much you have in front of you even though the the initial thought is you know my best years are gone or whatever right, right? so the typical midlife story and you know sitting there watching this tonight i just kind of a lot of times when i when particularly with like awaken i'm so familiar with all of the steve howlicks that i'm even if, like, almost like when Trevor's not playing them, I, like, insist on, like, playing them in my mind. You hear them to, even if they're not there? And, and today, yeah, today I really just tried to let go and absorb, like, what what they did. And and so that was very helpful. But the thing that was, that really hit me today was, like, all those war drums and the darkness that they, it was, it really, like, I, it was profound to me because I felt like, that's part of it like you just don't go through this discovery of wow like you know i can rediscover myself i can rediscover my creativity i can um, re i can re-regain the flower of the fruit of my tree right that's right you you don't just do that you have to sort of muck through the shit to get there it's yeah. it's a battle and and i feel like they captured that in the well and, and that's you know that's that's a a fantastic point and i think it becomes even more dramatic when you consider the fact that they repeat that yes because when you when you go through these journeys and again we were talking about this sort of in, in related ways you know something happens you know and you, you find yourself in this sort of dark place as you as they start out that song and then you start down the path and you're like all right I need to make some changes. And you start down the path and everything's sort of, you know, going the way it should. 
and inevitably something comes up mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah. Just as they, you know, they they put that that part, you know, back in the middle of the yeah. song again. Yeah. And and you have to get past that and and continue on the journey. So, yeah, that's that's an excellent excellent point. Very exciting. Yeah. The the other thing about Awaken that really struck me and it's, it hit me a little bit last night but the crowd was so noisy last night it wasn't really quite as 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 great they're in that middle part like go through the drums and it's just it's, it's incredible and then there's um this bass note with the bass pedal and it's just like resonating anything and everything and then all of a sudden it literally just becomes john playing the little melody on the harp and Rick, you know, doing his, yeah. his light, light organ sound. And tonight, I mean, you, you could hear a pin drop in, in the theater. It, it was like, I didn't, I didn't want to breathe because I didn't want to interrupt what was happening. It was so quiet and it was just amazing. And then they built up from there and then the, the bass comes in with the little bass line that goes through and I could be wrong, but I felt like Rick extended his, you know, that when once the organ got huge, like he extended that much longer than he had the last two nights. I I thought exactly the same thing, and I was like, you know, I was thinking, you know, I I wish I had some way to know that, but but I felt the exact same thing. There was, you know, when we were recording the episode yesterday about last night's show, you know, and we were we were editing it today. You made the comment that. You know, Rick destroyed Awaken last night. Oh, yeah. Well, he he double destroyed yeah, it tonight. Yeah. I mean, and and the the coolest thing for me was where we were sitting because, like you said, we could see all of the magic of the fingers yeah. when this was going on. Yeah. Which was oh, it was there was so much about it. Yeah, and and after tonight's show, I no longer think that he actually looks bored. No, I think he's actually just concentrating on what he's playing. <laughs> Well, he's he's got a lot going on back there, no doubt about it. Um, but he still does make it look kind of effortless. Yeah, yeah, that, that um, is for sure. Which is amazing. So there's there's one thing that I, I want to explore here quickly, and it was just you know me having a, a fantasy moment. So we walked in, you know, go back to the very beginning where we walked into the hall, mm. and you pointed out almost immediately the pipe organ that mm. sits above sort of the stage. Yeah. And, you know, so the, the, the pipes are all arrayed at the very top of this hall. And then sort of on a level below is the, the organ console itself. And, you know, we, you, know we, you couldn't help yourself. You're like, yeah. wouldn't it be great <laughs> if yeah. during Awaken, Rick goes up there and plays the pipe organ? <laughs> and, and honest to God, I spent, you know, the first hour and a half or so of the show trying to figure out was there any logistical way they could get Rick from the stage <laughs> up there in the time that that was allotted. I, I ultimately decided that it probably wasn't really going to happen. But, you know, you're talking about that, that point where it stops and then it's just John on the harp yeah, and and the bass comes in and somewhere in there you know, before the organ comes in, I don't remember yeah, exactly yeah. where it was, Rick turned around <laughs> and walked to sort of the back of his workstation, like where the exit is. Right, right. 
And honest to God, my breath was catching because uh. I was if if he was going to take one oh, step outside gosh. of that keyboard rig, my camera was going to be out and I was going to be oh. ready. And he was just getting a, a drink of water because okay. his cup was right there. Right, right. Okay. But I was I was literally just holding oh, my breath, going, oh my "Is gosh. he? Is he? Oh, he's not." So once that sort of passed, um, I did I did take a moment to sort of fantasize and you know I'm I'm thinking what happens when Rick comes in for sound check in the middle of the afternoon and he goes ah oh, that's a cool organ and I, I, I'm, I'm fantasizing right, right. Rick turning around to someone can we get that turned on can I play that <laughs> and and just imagine being you know in the Kimmel Center yeah this afternoon while Rick is shredding the freaking pipe organ right yeah would yeah. that not have been awesome Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. So that was that was my little my little yeah, fantasy. Yeah, that, that would have been incredible. I wonder if that happened. That I, would have been. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, you know, even though he didn't uh, go up to play the the pipe organ, he was masterful in Awaken, and I ha- and I just have to say that Awaken just completely blew me away tonight. And it was it was like an emotional experience tonight in Awaken. It was it was something else. It, it was I, you know I, I don't know how many times you've seen it. I think I've seen it performed five or six times at this point. This was far and away the most powerful performance of I, that song I've I seen. Totally agree. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> give me yeah. Bumps. And then you know then they continue on with the um, owner of a lonely heart. Kitar extravaganza which was just the best part about was that like last night we didn't even really get a good shot of what they were doing because we couldn't see they were right across the yeah the theater from us but from our vantage point you know we could see them walk right over and they brought them across the back of the of the of the orchestra and they passed by right by the sound and the light guys and as they passed by, like Rick just like stopped, <laughs> and then while he's playing, he's like he's like pushing up all the faders and changing everything. And then Trevor got in. It was it was just a lot of fun to see that that kind of nonsense going on. And and I think it goes to sort of the the more loose nature of the of the performance yeah. tonight. And, and we were in the perfect vantage point to see it. And I I sort of laughed to myself because I mean obviously you know the 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 thinking. The, the logical conclusion there is that you know they're they're monkeying around but they're really not influencing anything yeah however yeah. because you know the way the set rolls is they they do all that they could you know wind back on stage they finish owner go off stage come back and do roundabout honest to god on roundabout i couldn't hear anything but rick wakeman <laughs> <laughs> so, well maybe there you go so i was thinking you know did he really <laughs> I guess he was. He finally had his way with the mix. <laughs> that is great. I mean, I, I literally couldn't hear anything, but which is which is cool. Um, you know, it was yeah. it was fine, but uh, yeah, it was it was really something. So here's here's the sad part about all of this, right? You know, here we have you know the third time we're discussing the same show. And we have now spent, um, it's probably 45 minutes, 
talking about this again. Yeah. I think in in terms probably more energetic than we have previously. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like I'm talking a mile a minute and everything else. So, you know, Ken came to see the show last night with yeah. us. Completely unexpected. You know, we're talking at dinner and Ken's like, you think last there's a minute. ticket? Yeah. And there were plenty of tickets, so he comes in and, you know, I don't think that Ken was overwhelmed by what he saw. And I wish he had seen this show. Yeah. Because I think, you know... This is the show that maybe would have shown him something. And my fear is he's never going to believe us when we tell him how different this experience was versus well, last you night. you know, I think there are certain things about uh, certain players and certain characteristics of the music that some people have more of a tolerability for. Um, as an example, uh, we, we, were, uh, we had good seats at the beginning of the night, but Ken was just a few rows behind us with an open row, and we had some knuckleheads sitting in our row, so we wanted to watch it with Ken, there were knuckleheads with us, we, uh, a couple a uh, couple songs into the, to the set, we went back, and I want to say it was probably, it was, it might have even been, it could have been, we waited all the way until Big Generator, maybe? Not Big Generator. What's that song called? Rhythm, it was of, Rhythm love. of Love, yeah. Because as we as we came around and, and, and came at the end of the song, um, Ken, you know, instead of saying, oh, good to see you guys. Thanks for coming back here. He leans over to me and says, I almost ran up there to switch off his octave pedal. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, that just sums up, you know, I think there are certain things that, you know, you know, Ken hears and he's just not going to get past that. And, and a lot of people are like that. And I have that, those qualms with other, other bands, right? Sure. But absolutely. for Trevor Rabin, you know, I know that's just part of his, his thing. But, but I don't, and, and while that's true, and I think there are probably certain aspects of, of Trevor that maybe don't jive with Ken, I, you know, I, again, there's... For me, there's such a palpable difference between last night and tonight. Yeah. And certainly as it applies to songs like And You and I, Awaken, yeah. Roundabout Even. Yeah. Um, even South Side of the Sky, I thought, was was, you know, a little bit more on point tonight. So, you know, maybe maybe he would have had a different experience. I don't know. But uh it it's a shame because it was it was really something. Yeah. Yeah. So one other thing that I did want to talk about, so I was looking at the the program today for for a little bit, and um, you know, you and I, we've we've dropped the ball here. Oh boy! And and we need to um, we need to pick up our game. Oh, what I, happened? I, I've got to say. So I, I was reading um, in the very first page of the ARW World Tour twenty sixteen slash seventeen, an evening of yes music and more, is ARW the story so far. Which, you know, these things are always fascinating. Yeah. Sort of how they, they frame all this out. And um, maybe I'll take a picture and send this to you or something. I'd because love that. the yeah. uh, the Because the, the way they sort of explain the post-union thing... Really? ...is, is fascinating. However... Um, so it talks about fast-forwarding to 2006 after John's... 
serious health problems had laid him low and yes had decided to continue touring without him and um it said rick refused to tour with them stating at that at the time that for him there could not be a yes without john's voice and magical input hmm. so that sort of suggests that before maybe jeff downs came on board um they had approached rick which yes. may or may not be true who knows as John fought his way back to full health, he and Rick collaborated on a highly acclaimed album entitled The Living Tree. Oh, And indeed, did three tours as a duo. Two in the UK and one in the USA and Canada. Wow. Why did we not know about this? That Why were we not there? That was what, 2007, 2000 time Eight, frame? Something like that, yeah. I mean, if. Well, that if, could explain a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, I know we all had things going on, but. I had an eight and a six year old at that time. That seems like a, uh, a severe missed opportunity. Well, so last night when we, we read about, I yeah. think, one of the trivia questions. That is correct. I actually did do a search for, uh, you know, under Rick Wakeman, and, you know, he just has so many albums. He's prolific. And I was trying to find uh, if there was, you know, anything that, you know, talked about that. And what did you say it was called? The Tree? The Living Tree. I th could have sworn I saw... Well, I guess I didn't. I thought I saw The Living Tree, but I did not. Never mind. So I, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to task us with, with finding The Living Tree and exploring this. Because I think we need to hear it. I found it. <laughs> awesome. Right on Spotify. Right on it's, Spotify. It's the Living Tree in Concert. Okay, part one. So, oh my gosh. What? Okay. So the Living Tree in Concert. Oh wait, okay, I've got all three here. I've got the Living Tree, the album. Better save that real quick. Uh, uh, on Spotify. I also have the Living Tree concert, um, which features among of the Living Tree songs, And You and I, Long Distance Runaround, Time in a World, Time in a World, Time in a Word, um, and The Meeting. The Meeting. There you go. And the, uh, yeah, so that's terrific. There you have it. So, yeah, we'll have to check that out. We'll have to put that up on the, uh, and we'll have to check uh, YouTube for yeah the, you know the YouTube what we can because I'm curious you know um, if they did it as a duo did they have a band my guess would be that Lee was probably on that if they did um, but we need you know there there's clearly some things here that we missed and I think that would also indicate that if you happen to see Yes featuring ARW in the near future. You should purchase the program and read the entire program and then take the quiz that's at the back because you'll probably Absolutely. know the answers to the questions. Clearly, they're, well, some of them. Some of them seem to be less so. It's true. All right. So, um, I, you know, I think that's pretty much what I got. I, I think we've covered this extraordinarily well. Um, certainly detailed and thoroughly. Certainly detailed and thoroughly. You know, I... When we, when you and I hatched this idea, and initially it was only supposed to be two nights. Right. We added the third night. We got lucky. Late in the game. 
and um, you know, I, I I had some concerns. Would we would we be able to enjoy ourselves seeing the same show three nights in a row or two nights in a row even? Um, would there be enough to talk about? Would this sort of be worthwhile? I have to say, for me personally, this has been a phenomenal experience. It has been way more enjoyable than I ever could have imagined. Um, and and being able to sort of, you know, go back and keep looking at this from different perspectives and and everything else has been has been fun. Spending, you know. Three days just hanging out with you, discussing yeah, it constantly. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's been it's been phenomenal. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty immersive and and I, interestingly, we haven't really listened to any yes outside of these shows. Like, Not you know, at all. So it's been really and you would think after three days of shows and talking about it so heavily and um, and some of the editing that we've done, uh, you know, in between. Uh, I'm pretty sure that tomorrow I'm going to be listening to some yes, uh, which which you maybe not expect. Yeah. I certainly was wasn't thinking I would. So, yeah, I agree with you. It, this is something that's very cool. It, it, it's um, I don't know how many opportunities it, like we'll ever get to you know follow a band for a weekend like like this. But yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's one of those things. You know, one of the things we've talked about is is certainly you know these guys aren't getting any younger. Yeah. And so, you know, we wanted to take... Neither are we for that matter. Well, that's true. We wanted to take the opportunity to to really be able to experience them, um, you know, while we have the chance. Yeah. You know, don't don't squander the opportunity. And, um, yeah, this this was great. You know, being... And doing it here in the Northeast, I think, was important. Um, You know, it was... Like I said, I, I think it was different from... From the te- Texas experience yeah. that we had last year, and we did pretty much have phenomenal weather. This yes, we weekend, did. It's so been something that, that was great. So I would, you know, I I'm sure you and I will hatch some other scheme, some other way to do a special concert I'm, series. I'm sure it it may not be three shows in a row, um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure that we will find something. Yeah. To do that, will you know we can generate a special podcast episode. No doubt, no doubt. Any any closing thoughts? No. Nope. As as we close down this this very spur- first special concert series. Just you know, kudos to you and thank you, Joe, for flying all the way up from from Dallas to uh, to you know well, join me in this. This is this has been awesome. Well, Paul, thank you for for making such fantastic arrangements <laughs> in terms of of the seats. Um we've 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 really had great experiences and certainly for driving all over God's country. Uh-huh. Um yeah, man. But uh, yeah, this has been fantastic. So, this will close out I think this episode and as always, we invite our listeners to to reach out and share their experiences, their thoughts. If you've seen Yes featuring ARW um, on this tour or any tour, we would we'd love to hear from you. You know what what do you think? What what are your thoughts on you know Rick and and Trevor and, and John and and the songs that they performed, songs that you would wish they would have performed? Um, anything? Any thoughts you have? We are as always available on all the forms of social media. Currently on um, Twitter at progpala email progpala at gmail.com we are available on both facebook 
Instagram, and YouTube as Progressive Palaver. I think that's pretty much the big five that we've got going on. I think on. it is. I think coming soon will be the Progressive Palaver Snapchat account. Snapchat? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because the young kids of today probably want to be educated on progressive music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's right at the top of their list. But uh, so until the next time, and you know, we look forward to uh, hearing from you in the aforementioned ways, and look forward for more episodes of Progressive Palaver. We are, you know, we're getting ready to release the the last few episodes of Marillion. We will move on to Yes, and from there. King's X, I think, is on, on think the docket. What, I think that's what we're doing. And then um, we have other things to do after that. So thank you all for coming along, and we look forward to hearing from you next time.